Welcome to Drunk Bible Study. This show's mission is to read every single word of the greatest story ever told. A warning to our listeners. The hosts of this show are sinners, but they're doing their best. There will be drinking and there may be some swears. They did say they'd try to keep it clean, but I wouldn't put my money on it. I'm Emily, and this is Drunk Bible Study, where my good friends Dedeker and Jace teach me, a born and raised atheist, all about the Bible. So, Jason Dedeker, you're in the same time zone. Yeah. How are you doing today? We're all in the same time zone. I'm back, baby. I am back in the good old (laughs) U.S. of A. U.S. of A. And uh, boy, what a a time to be back in the U.S. of A. What a time to be alive. Indeed. Yeah. No, it, it has been really nice. I'm um, I'm still struggling with my jet lag, but uh, fortunately, you're catching me at an hour where I'm used to being awake and drinking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so funny how that works out. Yeah, I suppose go. that's true. You're right. You're, <laughs> I've so been you're training perfect. for this. Your body feels like this is morning drinking, even though it's really afternoon drinking. Okay, mm-hmm. that's good. It's a yeah. good yes. transition. Yeah. yeah. No, but it's nice. It's nice to be back in the same time zone as all y'all. Back in the same house as Jace. Yeah, I know you, would, you wouldn't rooms. be able to tell from from in this. Different rooms. <laughs> We're in different rooms, but recording this show together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so after this, we can drink in person together. So that's going to be exciting. Mm-hmm. Lovely, yay! Uh, what did we talk about last time? Saul is gone. Jonathan is gone. Samuel is gone. We got the but- like the the more details about the story of what happened to Saul too. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Well, he killed himself, but that guy came and was like, (laughs) what did he say? He wanted to kill himself, but then somebody else ended up killing him instead. That guy that came. Saul tried to kill himself, couldn't fully, didn't fully kill himself, (laughs) had to ask for help from this other guy who was an Ammonite, an Amalekite, a somebody. This guy killed him, David found him, and then killed that guy. It's just yeah. uh, chains of killing right, all around right. and about. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. And uh, David had a million wives at the end yeah. of the episode. And we just found out and talked about in our bonus episode that a king is allowed to have 18 wives. Ma- 18. Maximum 18. That's Maximum 18. They cut you off at 18. Yeah. No yeah. mention of whether or not concubines count. I don't think in that they count do. or not. Yeah, I yeah. think that's the the loophole, really. Yeah, no, I don't think they do. Yeah. Uh, so, what are y'all drinking over there in the good old Seattle? In the good old Seattle. Uh, well, for the first time in a long time, uh, maybe ever in the history of this show, Dedeker made me a drink. Usually, it's the other way wow. around. Oh, surely not. Surely not. I don't know. I feel like pretty much always I would be the one who would make us both the drinks if we were together. But but anyway, either way, it's been a long time, but it's very exciting. Uh, it's a whiskey and La Croix, which, you know, has been kind of one of my go-tos. And it's nice now that it's getting a little bit warmer in this room with the afternoon sun coming in. A little refreshing La Croix and whiskey. There you go. It's beautiful. What are you having, Dedeker? Literally the exact same thing because I made it for both oh. of us. Oh, okay, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, well, I have another oh. fun cocktail that I created. Um, I had some watermelon juice, like squeezed mm. watermelon juice. So I put that together with some fresh squeezed lemon juice and wow. some gin and just a speck of agave. It's quite wow. refreshing as well. Yeah, those of you who are going to be listening to the recorded version and can't see the video, Emily always whips out this super professional looking cocktail with a little citrus wedge on this side and a fancy glass it looks great yeah thank you yeah shout out to my mom who gave me this glass i i think Aww. it's actually supposed to be like a a dish for some fancy dessert but like a shrimp a cocktail, cocktail or something maybe <laughs> yeah exactly now it's a cocktail glass a dessert so. glass oh, my okay. mom's my mom's like it's a dessert glass I'm like, okay. <laughs> or uh, is it a desert glass because you used to live in the desert Mm. yes mm. both it's a desert yes. dessert glass well Indeed it is. what wordplay uh with that last week was our big debut our big opening to second samuel and mm-hmm. today we're going to be continuing the story right what are we reading uh four five six and seven yeah it's a we four a chapter day today. wow yeah, exactly all right, well, um, I guess it's it's that time now, huh? Indeed. All right. As we get started, uh, if you want to read along with us, you can do so at drunkbiblestudy.com slash read and type in our verses for today, which is 2 Samuel 4 through 7. As we get started, we want to remind everybody to read responsibly and drink responsibly. And remember, you can drink along with us or you can listen to us while you're in the car. But please do not do both at the same time. And with that, it's my turn. Second Samuel. Four. (laughs) Second Samuel four. When Ishbosheth, Saul's son, yes, was he Saul's son? Yes, did yes, I miss we knew that? that. That's why. I guess you did. That's why he's the king of most of the peoples because he was the heir. He was Saul's son. Yeah. Ah, okay, okay, that makes sense. So, when Ishbosheth, Saul's son, heard that Abner was dead in Hebron, his hands became feeble, and all the Israelites were troubled. Do you think that's literal, his hands got arthritic, or do you think it's more metaphorical that he kind of lost some political sway and power after Abner Mm. died? Mm. Mm. Let's continue and find out. (laughs) Or what? What do you think? Well, I was just going to say, I feel like it's it's more like to to show us how physically affected he was at this tragedy that like literally his his hands got weak. I I wasn't thinking of it like a degenerative permanent thing, but more just that right in that moment, he you know lost hold of his little baby spear i'm assuming he's saul's son so he must love spears too <laughs> he has a baby spear he has a little I mean, baby spear he's not a baby though he's a grown man I know. i'm assuming <laughs> but it's like the the spear junior because he's like saul's son it's like mm. a smaller version of it or something yeah he's yeah. gonna go on to open a really successful chain of fast food establishments right. yeah saul's saul and sons and i'm the son okay <laughs> Saul's son had two men who were captains. Uh, oh, sorry, sorry. Ishbosheth, Saul's son, had two men who were captains of bands. The name of one was Bana, and the name of the other, Rechab. The sons of Rimen, the Beerlothite, and the children of Benjamin. 
For Beroth also is reckoned to Benjamin. Are we going to have a battle of the bands? I I guess so. (laughs) That's really exciting. I love it. Uh, So, okay, for Beroth is also reckoned to Benjamin, and the Berothites fled to Gitam uh, and have lived as foreigners there until this day. Yeah, the the message translation here. So this is all like in parentheses, what you just read. That says like they they were sons of Rimon, the Berothite, who is a Benjamite. And then in parentheses, it says the people of Beeroth had been assigned to Benjamin ever since they escaped to Gitaim. They still live there as resident aliens. It's like very hmm. sort of like modern day, like they They're all, very official. Yeah, yeah. resident aliens. They wow. all had okay. green cards or something. Exactly. Uh, now, Jonathan, oh, RIP, Saul's son had a son who was lame on his feet he was five years old when the news came of Saul and Jonathan out of Jezreel, and his nurse took him up and fled. And it happened as she made haste to flee that he fell and became lame. That must have been a big wow. fall. Yikes. Okay, so this is also a big reveal that Jonathan had a little baby boy. Yeah. yeah. And when uh, poop hit the fan, as it were, with Saul and Jonathan, that the nurse yeah. stole away with him, but dropped him, I guess, on the way. Yeah, dropped him, dropped in, him and then I guess oh. broke his feet or paralyzed him or something happened where he, he couldn't walk anymore. Yeah. Oh, dang. Yeah, jeez. Wow. His name was Mephib Osheth. Mephib Osheth. <laughs> Can you spell it for us? M E P H I B O S H E T H. Mephibosheth? Mephibosheth. I think Emily, you nailed it. I think you really? 100%. <laughs> you don't think that P and H makes an F sound? Mephibosheth. Mephibosheth. I, you're not supposed to, yeah, saying all those wor- those like letters together it's is like really I'm, tough. It's like I'm trying to spit a bunch of marbles out of my mouth one at a time. Hmm. Exactly. Mephibosheth. The sons of Rimmon, the Beerothite, Rechab, and Bana went and came about the heat of the day to the house of Ishbosheth as he took his rest at noon. They came there into the midst of the house as though they would have fetched wheat, and they struck him in the body, and Rechab and Banan, his brother, escaped. They, so, okay, so they did a hit on Ishbosheth? That's what happened? No, I think they did they. Do a hip a hit on Mephibosheth? Mephibosheth? Why would what? No, I think no, I think you're right. I I think this is saying that his two men who had bands snuck into Ishbosheth's place and cut and killed him. I think. Okay, so they've they've also defected. Well, not defected. They're just like a coup. A little different than oh, what Abner did. All right, so it's like a coup of the bands rather than a battle of the bands, right? So right. yeah, geez, listen, this is awful. Oh my gosh. Okay. okay, okay. Now, when they came into the house, as he lay on his bed in his bedchamber, they struck him and killed him and beheaded him, and took his head and went by the way of the Ar- Araba all all night. Araba all night. They brought the head of Ishbosheth. Oh. Okay, it's Ishbosheth, not the kid. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. I thought yeah. we clarified that. Yeah, this is Ishbosheth. Okay, I thought that you were wrong. 
And so I just like didn't. I, 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 figured, so I just ignored I was, like, you. No. Yeah, I was like, no, it's the kid. But it, it wasn't. Oh, good. I'm glad somebody else in the chat was confused. Yeah, they didn't like say it outright. They just were like, someone got a hit on them. Okay, okay so, so they got this Ish's, Toad's dead. Ish's head. Well, yes. this is also this. Remember at the beginning of last time, it talked about Ishbosheth ruling over most of Israel, but that he would only rule for two years or a year and a half or something. And we were yeah. like, but what, happened, how, what happened then? So now we finally got what happened. Yeah, I'm glad that they clarified it. So, okay, they brought the head of Ishbosheth to David to Hebron. Well, maybe and they said are to the king, Yeah, they said to the king, Behold, the head of Ishbosheth, the son of Saul, your enemy who sought your life like 3,000 times. And Yahweh <laughs> has avenged my lord, the king, this day of Saul and of his seed. Do you think... David is going to enjoy this gift or have these men killed? Oh, I don't know. It's it's 50-50. I was just going to ask that. Because on the one hand, it could be like, wow, amazing. You've cleared a path for me to take the throne very clearly. And I have your support. On the other hand, I could see him just like with the guy that killed Saul being like, how dare he you was God's anointed. kill someone who is anointed? Yeah. And so off with your heads too. It's 50-50. Yeah. Could really go either way. In the well, chat, let out. us know where you're putting your money. Yeah, exactly. Is he is he going to kill him or what? Or is David going to kill both of them? <laughs> I don't know. He's going to like uh, it and just kill them out of spite. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. David answered Rechab and Bana, his brother, the sons of Rimmon the Berethite, and said to them, As Yahweh lives, who has redeemed my soul out of all adversity, when one told me, saying, Behold, Saul is dead, Thinking to have brought good news, I took hold of him and killed him in Ziklag, which was the reward I gave him for his news. How much? I don't know what just happened. What that means? Yeah, he's he's, he's recounting that he's leading up. Yes. He's saying, "Remember that he's like there was a time when a man came to me <laughs> telling me that Saul was dead." Love was kind. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. And he's singing, "I dreamed a dream." Yeah. Um. Okay. How much more when wicked men have slain a righteous person in his own house on his bed, shall I not now require his blood of your hand and take you away from the earth? Yep. yep. David. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to put you <laughs> in a rocket ship. Well, here it is. David commanded his young men and they killed him and cut off their hands and their feet and hanged Oof. them up beside the pool in Hebron. No, by the yeah, pool. Had, oh, yeah. We by had the such pool. a good time at that pool. Well, we, we got named, uh, what was it, Slaughter Park? Yes. So it makes sense that Slaughter Park is where he would hang these guys up. Jeez, oh. yeah. Uh, but they took the head of Ishbosheth and buried it in the grave of Abner in Hebron. Oh. And that's wow. all for chapter four. So in the bonus episode we just recorded, Dedeker was telling us that the tomb of Abner is a popular destination in the Holy I guess Land. Ishbosheth's head is in there too. Who knew? Yeah. So yeah. wow. Now it makes sense. They, now I get it. Now I get why it's a popular destination. Because it's just Abner. It did, who cares? But if Ishbosheth's there, yeah, because he was a king of Israel for a, a mere two years, but it happened. Right. So someone yeah. pointed out in the chat about the fact that we can't have David involved in an assassination. And I, I that makes me wonder, like, okay, does that make sense that he's, like, glad that they assassinated Ishbosheth, but he knows it's going to be controversial if he gets a reputation as being someone who relied on just assassinating leaders of other lands. And so hmm. he needs to save face by killing these guys. 
That makes a lot of sense. I, yeah. you know, I, I don't know. I disagree. Sad, I, but, I, I understand oh. that that's maybe a cool conspiracy theory that you could have, but I'm going to disagree, <laughs> at least based on the story as we've read it, that that's, I think that, <laughs> I think that in the case of uh, the, the other guy, Abigail, Abigail, is that her name? Her husband. Uh, uh, N- Nabal. Nabal. Nabal, yeah. Abigail's hus- ex-husband. I think like... Dead husband. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. That I think that when it was with that, like, I think David knew what was going on and just sort of turned a blind eye and is like, oh, look, Yahweh did this thing. Uh, yeah, well, and he was going to kill him anyways. Right. But was like, oh, see, look, I'm much more noble. I didn't have to kill this guy. But with this one, though... And the way that he killed the guy who killed Saul and all the times he spared Saul. Like, no, this mm-hmm. to me fits this, this like fits with a through line that he just right. was like, no, that's not the right. kind of war this is. Yeah. Makes sense. And that was, that was the end of that chapter. Oh gosh. It was. Wow. Goodness. The okay. On to five. It's my turn. Cool. All righty. So second Samuel, a chapter, a five. Then came all the tribes of Israel to David to Hebron and spoke, saying, Behold, we are your bone and your flesh. In times past, when Saul was king over us, it was you who led out and brought in Israel. And Yahweh said to you, You shall be shepherd of my people Israel, and you shall be prince over Israel. Did he say so that? All, um, maybe that was, was I think that was the implication. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So all the elders of Israel came to the king to Hebron and King David made a covenant with them in Hebron before Yahweh and they anointed king. I mean, they anointed just such a pivotal line and I already doinked it and they anointed David <laughs> king over Israel there. It's done. Now it's official. It is <laughs> now done. Now he's the king. Sweet. Yes. <laughs> you boinked. <laughs> David was 30 years old when he began to reign and he reigned 40 years. All Dang. right. So a little, uh, uh, foreshadowing of how long David's going to be in power here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a this, long time. It's like the audience of these stories at the time got very stressed about how long a person <laughs> would be in power, so they they have to tell you right up front, or people get <laughs> well. Ishbosheth had like a hot two years that he was in power, and then it was like done. <laughs> yeah, in Hebron he reigned over Judah seven years and six months, and in Jerusalem he reigned thirty three years over all Israel and Judah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. The king and his men went to Jerusalem against the Jebusites, 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 <laughs> yeah. the inhabitants of the land, Jebus. who spoke to David, saying, Except you take away the blind and the lame, you shall not come in here, thinking, David can't come in here. Okay. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> You're going to have to try that again. That was my interpretation. We're going to have to do that again. <laughs> okay. In oh, the message, boy. I would never in a million years have gotten to this conclusion based on what Dedeker read from the World English Seriously? Bible. So that David and his men went out for Jerusalem to take on the uh-huh. Jebusites who lived there. But they, the Jebusites, said, you might as well go home. Even the blind and the lame could keep you out. You can't get in here. Oh, you can't get in here. I say, you can't take away the blind and the lame. You shall not come in here thinking David can't come in here. (laughs) Still doesn't really make sense even when you read that. No, it definitely doesn't make sense. (laughs) Wow. Interesting. Or I actually like this even better that Ellis posted in chat. David was told, 
You will never get in here. Even the blind and the lame will turn you back. In parentheses, that meant David will never enter here. <laughs> Good. It's like just, we got it. Thank you. Just in case you Good. couldn't couldn't quite I'm figure glad. that out. Yeah. I'm glad. Figure that out. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I liked my interpretation was that they were threatening him saying, you shall not pass and thinking in their heads like there's no way he's getting in here. I mean, that's kind of what they're saying. Yeah. He's totally getting in, though, isn't he? Let's find out. Oh, he's. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Verse seven. Nevertheless, David took the stronghold of Zion. The Mm. same is the city of David, which I believe is Bethlehem. Yes. Anyone fact check me on that? I have no idea. that's purely from my Sunday school knowledge. Um, All I know is that I sang a song from from a musical that has the word Zion in it. Don't know anything besides that. And it's a biblical type musical. And it's not, it's not Godspell and Jesus it's not Children is of Eden. It. It, is, it is Godspell. It is Godspell. <laughs> Godspell. Okay. All right. And geez, we did that thing, remember, at a church and we sang songs. Yes. Kevin. We did sing songs in a church once or twice. Yeah. Yeah, and I yeah, I sang a song about Zion. Or it had the word Zion in it. Uh, people some people are saying it's Jerusalem actually, that that's the city of David. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently it's a very hotly contested area in the Israeli Palestine conflict. Oh you, uh, you th- yeah. You think? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I You've been there, Dedeker, right? Yes, and it's I mean it, yeah, it's, that's like the that is the epicenter of it is the one conflict. Particular neighborhood mm-hmm. in Jerusalem, I guess. Yeah. Zion. I have a lot of I have a lot of Jerusalem stories to tell y'all, but we can save that for a, a bonus episode. Yeah. From when cool. I was there. Okay. Okay. I'm excited. David said on that day, whoever strikes the Jebusites, let him get up to the water course and strike the lame and the blind who are hated of David's soul. It's not very nice of him. It's not good. Not a good look. David's like kind of getting meaner as he rises in power. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. His like kindness, it's doing this. Power goes up, kindness meter goes down. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, it's it's true. I mean, everyone's like, oh, David's such a good boy. But as soon as "Mm -mm." he's become king, Mm -mm. less and less. Mm -mm. He really is not that great of a boy. It's true. Um, so do you have one more sentence about David being I, sick of that? I do. Okay, I read do. that first, and then I got some things for you. Therefore, they say, there are the blind and the lame. He can't come into the house. Is that another proverb? That sounds like it could be a proverb. So, yeah. Saul was among the prophets. Okay. And the blind and the lame can't come in here. Right. Cool. Basically, basically, yeah. This is, okay, so like, sure, this this sucks and it's, problematic and ableist so like let's acknowledge that first of all but then here this whole thing is yeah Yeah. let me that's also the bible for you we should that's what the content warning we need to put at the beginning of this is just like content warning this is from the bible (laughs) sexist ableist lots of other things racist xenophobic uh every possible way you could be offended or marginalized there's horrible there's horrible murders there's rapes just all of that it's the bible you know. I don't wonder this has been the foundation of Western culture. Anyway. Oh, boy. Okay. So so he, they threatened him saying that, uh, you know, even the blind and the lame could keep him out. And then he came and conquered it. And then he said, to get the best of these Jebusites, one must target the water system. Not to mention this so-called lame and blind bunch that David hates. In parentheses, in fact, he was so sick and tired of it. People coined the expression, 
No lame and blind allowed in the palace. Jeez. No lame and blind allowed That's in the awful. palace. It's just That's really bad. In which, it's so weird. Can we write that down to look up to in the look bonus? That up? I just want to okay. know what yeah. context are you using that old saying? Right. Right. Hopefully Let's, never in any context well, yes, ever. Hopefully never. Okay. I'm gonna keep on keeping on. Yeah, yeah. David lived in the stronghold and called it the city of David. David built roundabout from Milo and inward. David grew greater and greater, for Yahweh, the God of hosts, was with him. Hiram, king of Tyre, sent messengers to David, and cedar trees, and carpenters and masons, and they built David a house. Was he just like chilling in a tree or something until now? <laughs> him and house. his 18 wives? Now, <laughs> did he send cedar trees like to plant? Or just like he sent him chopped down cedar trees along with these carpenters who then made stuff to, out of it. Maybe that. Uh, yeah. yeah. I like that one. Yeah, maybe that. And maybe it was more of a palace than a house. House makes it sound like little house on the prairie. And he's going to need more space than Give that for a his little cabin. Wives. Yeah. yeah, cabin with these cedar uh. trees. Goodness. <laughs> yeah. David perceived that Yahweh had established him king over Israel and that he had exalted his kingdom for his people Israel's sake. David took him more concubines and wives out of Jerusalem. Ah, classic. Classic David. Classic. After he was come from Hebron, and there were yet sons and daughters born to David. Why don't, you like tell us, why don't you tell us some of their names, huh? Jonathan's gone, so... I, I sense that you're reading ahead. Ladies. I sense that you're reading ahead, I Jay. just saw an indented paragraph on the message, so I was like, okay. well, here we go. These are the names of those who were born to him in Jerusalem. Shamua. Shamu. <laughs> Shamu. Okay. Great. And Shobab. Shobab. And Nathan. Oh. And Solomon. Oh, he's going to be know important that name. later on. I know, I know that, that one. Solomon is a name that is definitely knowledgeable of me. I know it <laughs> in some way. What? I'm just trying to remember where no, I don't think that I've that I know that name in a biblical sense, but it does it sounds like a biblical name. <laughs> Emily, I think you've been listening to this translation way too long. Yeah. It's starting to affect the way you speak. In a biblical Seriously. sense, <laughs> I have heard of the name in which I know Solomon. Yes. Okay. Well, we I still got more of this list. Yeah. Oh, okay, uh, please. And Ibhar and Elishua and Nepheg and Jaffia and Elishama and Eliada and Elphaba. <laughs> Could be Elphaba, yeah. Elipilet. Elipilet. That's the end of his list of sons. Okay. Okay. Oh, because okay. we're all sons. Of course they were. I'm, I'm assuming, yeah. I'm assuming, who knows, but probably. Uh, I so mean, I read today that he had 91 sons and one daughter. I call BS mm, on that. I call BS mm. on that, but does that if if people believe that, which is absurd, <laughs> does that mean that we get names of ninety one sons and one daughter? Is that I certainly hope not. I certainly <laughs> I, hope not. I think we this might. Is enough. We're on track. We're still pretty early in the story of King David, and we've already gotten two different lists of his children. So. <sighs> When the Philistines heard that they had anointed David king over Israel, 
all the Philistines went up to seek David, and David heard of it and went down to the stronghold. Now, so they're like meeting in the middle? Uh, no, I think the Philistines are like, okay, this is the dude in charge. We got to take him out. Well, but remember, they, he, they know who he is. Yeah, because he used to be yeah. with them. And they're yeah. like, wait yeah. a minute. So this might be yeah. finally closing the loop on that thing I was complaining they're, about they're before. They're finally the last ones to figure it out. Yeah. Now, the Philistines had come and spread themselves in the valley of Rephaim. David inquired of Yahweh, saying, Shall I go up against the Philistines? Will you deliver them into my hand? <laughs> Yahweh said to David, Go up, for I will certainly deliver the Philistines into your hand. At this point, Yahweh, I feel like, is just like lounging somewhere with some grapes, yeah, maybe a cigarette. We, He's we just like, yeah, go for it, man. I don't know. It's, yeah, it's, it's the rock kicking back on the couch with his Nintendo Switch. Just like, oh, yeah, you know, yelling over his He's shoulder. Like, yeah. like, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, do that thing. That'd be great. Yeah. He's like trying to pay off his, you know, debt in, in Animal Crossing <laughs> to Tom Nook. He's like, I can't deal with you right now, David. Just like, yes, hang on, hang on, you'll hang be on. fine. You'll really, be fine. Really good turnip price. Hang on. Okay. <laughs> David came to Baal Perazim, and David struck them there, and he said, Yahweh has broken my enemies before me, like the breach of waters. Therefore, did he, he say ca- that? Did he, did he really, like, scream that as he was doing this? I'd believe it. Therefore, <laughs> he called the name of that place Baal Perazim. They left their images there, did, and David and his men took them away. Did that not give you a translation for what Baal Perazim no, means? No. Do you got no. one? In the message, in parentheses, it says, the master who explodes. Whoa! <laughs> That's what Baal Perazim Whoa. means. Excuse me? <laughs> the master Whoa. who explodes. Who explodes what exactly? Uh, explodes the Philistines, I guess. Yeah, blows them up. Wow. Okay. That's pretty cool. That's really okay. awesome. <laughs> got it. Got it. No problem. Cool, cool. The Philistines came up yet again and spread themselves in the valley of Rephaim. When David inquired of Yahweh, he said, You shall not go up. Make a circuit behind them and come on them over against the mulberry trees. It shall be when you hear the sound of marching in the tops of the mulberry trees, that then you shall bestir yourself, for then is Yahweh gone out before you to strike the host of the Philistines. Whoa. Wait. Okay. Let us try to let me try to understand this. So the second time the Philistines come, David, King David is like, okay, should I go fight him again? And this time Yahweh's like, uh, no. No, no, no. Not this time. Here's what you're gonna do. You're gonna loop back around the back. And you're going to climb up on some trees. No, you're going to be in the trees, I think, or by the mulberry yeah. trees. And you're going to wait till you hear marching coming from the top of the trees. And that's your signal to go what? out. Because that means that's that when Yahweh you're going to is... know I have m- mobilized the birds in my service. <laughs> oh, I see. Or is or is this the ants? This is like the trees oh, are going to. Yeah. Oh, somebody did talk about ants. I did because I'm reading that right now. Yeah, that's no, but I thought that ants. I thought that somebody last week in the chat was like, "There are ants in the Bible." Someone did tease that, but yeah. I don't know. I don't always trust these hooligans in the chat. <laughs> Sometimes they, I think hey, they're they there know to way trip more us than out. I do. They know way more than I do, so I have no choice but to trust them. All right, just one more verse. David did so as Yahweh commanded him, and struck the Philistines from Geba until you come to Gezer. Okay. Wow. That's it. <laughs> okay. Great. 
<laughs> All right. Sweet. Well, before I continue us on with Samuel chapter second, Sam, gosh, I can't even do it either. Second Samuel. Thank you. Thank you. Chapter six. Uh, we want to take a quick moment. Okay. And with that, here we go with a chapter six. David again gathered together all the chosen men of Israel, 30,000. David arose. Seems like a low number. Yeah, compared to other numbers we've gotten in these books, that does seem low. So maybe these are the only chosen people of Israel. That's it. The chosen ones. These are like the elite ones, maybe. David arose and went, went with all the people who were with him from Baal Judah to bring up from there the Ark of God. Oh, snap. Now he's pulling out the big guns, literally. Okay. Chestnut. There's not been enough explosions yet. (laughs) Yeah. There, the Ark of God, which is called by the name, that's capitalized name, which is called by the name, even the name of Yahweh of hosts, who sits above the cherubim. I'm pumped. Yeah. I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs) They set the Ark of God. On a new cart, I guess. Oh, good. Different from the they one made a that brand the, new one that the cows had brought it on, or have there been several <laughs> carts since then? Do you think? Uh, it's probably updated every year, maybe every yeah. like okay. century. Okay. Yeah. How old is this thing? This point? pretty old at this point. At least a, at least many at least a hundred years old. I think I more. Like it's more than just one hundred. Yeah. I think yeah. it's a few hundred years old at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So they set the Ark of God on a new cart and brought it out of the house of Abinadab that was in the hill. And Uzzah and Ahio, the sons of Abinadab, drove the new cart. They brought it out of the house of Abinadab, which was in the hill, oh my gosh, with, <laughs> with the Ark of God, Colon, and Ahio went before the Ark. Okay, got, gotcha. Yes, there's this procession. It's coming from the hills. Yes, Aminadab, his sons. Yes, got yeah, it. Got new it. cart. Yes. Got it. From okay. his house, though. It was on a hill from his house. New cart. Okay, got it. David and all the house of Israel played before Yahweh with all manner of instruments made of fir wood and with huh. harps and with psalteries and with tambourines and with castanets. Okay, fun new one. <laughs> We're all like <laughs> we're dancing around like little crabs. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And with symbols. Okay, crash. Gotcha. <laughs> what a cool. group. What a group. <laughs> I'm also imagining I like know. I'm like, what does this sound like? What a cacophony. It's like, <laughs> yeah. I love and it. then harps. <laughs> But that's the funny thing. Like, you think about a harp's not a very loud instrument, right? It's like, bling, no, and then the cymbals crashing. Well, as someone points out, one of our listeners points out in the chat that maybe it's more like a parade. So you got the harp section that comes in, and then the cymbal section. You can't carry a harp. Like, it's got to be on a cart, also. These are little, little handheld harps. Like a lyre. Oh, okay, fine. Yeah, we've talked about those before. You're right. Yeah. Okay. I, that would be really random otherwise. Okay. <laughs> okay. So there's a big, big parade going on with, with the, the ark. When they mm-hmm. came to the threshing floor of Nacon, 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 N-A-C-O-N, Nacon, mm-hmm. like bacon, but Nacon, to the threshing floor of Nacon. Tempe Nacon. Yes. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Utsa, 
put forth his hand to the Ark of God and took hold of it. For the oh, oxen. No. Utsa, 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 what are you doing? For the oxen he, stumbled. So he was trying to like, study it. Is it not like common it. knowledge? Oh, 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 so it was good. It was like the the lady looking back at her husband and then becoming salt. Mm-hmm. Lots Similar. Yeah. A mistake. A mistake. An honest mistake. An, so whoopsie. Any predictions? Any predictions before uh, I read this next Oh, he's going to be struck gonna, down immediately. Well, he's, his gonna face be, is going to melt. Instant yep. radiation burns, or it's going to be, it discharges all the electric charge that it's gathered up into mm-hmm. him, and he's just insta-dead. And he explodes. Someone in the chat says they remember this story. I don't remember this at I all. I don't. Wow. I remember okay. parts of the story. I don't quite remember this part. Okay. Do you remember, do you remember the, like, previous chapters in your biblical studies? Because they also were really Not kind of really. intense. No. No. Okay. <sighs> the anger of Yahweh was kindled against Utsa. Mm-hmm. And God struck him there for his error, and there he died by the ark of God. So, like, lightning bolts? I mean, this really does support this theory that it is, you know, like, electrical energy stored up in this thing that gets released, right? David was displeased because Yahweh had broken forth on Utsa, and he called that place Perez Utsa. To this day, <laughs> Perez Hilton Utsa. Perez Hilton Utsa. Uh, I wonder what that is. What What does that mean? Does anyone Does anyone have that up in a different translation? What that means? Uh, it means the explosion against Utsa. <laughs> okay. Whoa. Cool. Okay. So everything's cool. exploding this yeah, week. Yeah. Everything. The episode of I, explosions. So- I, I, why doesn't God like have a little bit of like? Oh, it's okay. It's okay, man. Don't worry. You. You just tripped a little bit. Yeah. Why doesn't he, uh, you know, do a little bit of that and be understanding here? Why doesn't Yahweh? Yeah. I mean, doesn't that sound a little bit out of character for Yahweh? I feel like Yahweh's pretty strict about his rules, no exceptions. It's interesting to me that David is kind of upset that Utsa died. Uh, David's upset. Yeah, but David's upset. Yeah. I'm surprised. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, it is weird that he's, you'd think he'd be like, oh, that's what Yahweh wanted. So, all right. No, totally. I guess he's upset yeah. about it. Okay. Yeah. David was afraid of Yahweh that day. <laughs> yeah. mm, I would be too. I wouldn't want to be exploded. And he said, how shall the Ark of Yahweh come to me? So David would not remove the Ark of Yahweh to him into the city of David. But David carried it aside into the house of Obed-Edom, the Gittite. (laughs) He's like, okay, so this thing's super dangerous. Yeah. Hey, buddy, I got a really cool job for you. Do you want to take it? You're going to be fine, man. Don't worry. Don't worry. Yeah, it's it's going to be be fine. Totally fine. Don't even worry about it. It's super safe. Just don't come anywhere near it or touch it. But like totally fine. Don't even worry about it. But it's fine otherwise. It's good. Wow. Okay. Uh, He, the the Ark of Yahweh remained in the house of Obed-Edom, the Gittite, three months. Oh. And Yahweh blessed Obed-Edom and all his house. Wait, he just was keeping it there for safekeeping? Yeah, I thought it was going to stay there permanently, but just three months, I guess. Huh. Oh, I see. Okay, let's keep going here. It was told King David, saying, 
Yahweh has blessed the house of Obed-Edom and all that pertains to him because of the Ark of God. David went and brought up the Ark of God from the house of Obed-Edom into the city of David with joy. So, I see. So he was like, he was like, okay, give me that. Yeah. Give me that, man. I want yeah. it back now. Seriously. That's amazing. Now I want it. Yeah, exactly. Gosh. Okay. It was so that when those who bore the Ark of Yahweh had gone six paces, he sacrificed an ox and a fattened calf. David danced before Yahweh with all his might. Oh, so oh. it was like a punch dance, like a real intense dance. Ah. Okay. With all his might. <laughs> And David was girded with a linen ephod. So David and all <laughs> so David and all the house of Israel brought up the Ark of Yahweh with shouting and with the sound of the trumpet. It's a different different parade this time. Okay. 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 <laughs> it was so, as the Ark of Yahweh came into the city of David, that Michal, the daughter of oh. Saul looked out at the window and saw King David leaping and dancing before Yahweh, and she despised him in her heart. Why? Wait, are they are they not together anymore? Yes. Abner was commissioned to okay. bring Michal back and steal her back from the guy she was married off to. And her husband cried the whole way. Okay. Maybe she was into that guy, and now she's sad that David did that. Yeah. Wait, but she... Okay, so she's back with David... Was with a different guy. I thought that that guy was Abner. Wait, did Abner bring her back? Abner brought her. Abner was the one who was commissioned to bring Michal back to steal her back from the guy he'd been she'd been married off to. Cool. Okay. Right. But so maybe she already despised him. But apparently now that the tipping point for her was she sees him leaping and dancing before Yahweh, and she despised him in her heart. I say she's like. F this guy. I hate him. I hate him. Can't stand him. Yeah. How dare he? Maybe embarrassed. Maybe she was just really embarrassed. He's not a good Maybe. dancer. He's a good musician oh. and not a good dancer. <laughs> terrible. Jeez. That he happens. has no rhythm, which is ironic. I don't know why. <laughs> okay. They brought in the Ark of Yahweh and set it in its place in the midst of the tent that David had pitched for it. Pitching tents. We haven't drunk to that in a long time. <laughs> Why, don't long time. Why don't we? Why don't we? Cheers tents. to pitching tents. And David offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before Yahweh. When David had made an end of offering the burnt offering and the peace offerings, he blessed the people in the name of Yahweh of hosts. He dealt among all the people even among the whole multitude of Israel, both to men and women, to everyone, a cake of bread and a portion of flesh and a cake of raisins. <laughs> so all the people departed, everyone to his house. So hold on, a cake of raisins, so basically every single container of raisins ever that you have in your pantry. <laughs> Turns into a solid cake. Turns into yeah. just, just a break of raisins. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> He just emptied out his pantry and gave it away to people. He's like, ah, here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure it's good. It's not expired yet. Not according to the box anyway. Yeah, it's all right. You can eat it. (laughs) Then David returned to bless his household. Michal, the daughter of Saul, came out to meet David and said, How glorious was the king of Israel today, who uncovered himself today in the eyes of the handmaids of his servants, as one of the vain fellows shamelessly uncovers himself. 
Whoa. Mm-hmm. So it was his outfit. Mm-hmm. It was that he oh, was. Oh, it's because he was kind of Nako's? I think Wait, so. Wait, did he yeah. have a lack of an outfit and she was ashamed of him? He, he had yeah. girded himself mm-hmm. with a linen ephod, but it seems like maybe he was sort of semi naked, semi nude for this dance. Okay. Okay. He just was feeling it, man. He was like, yeah, let's do this. Yeah. Dave, oof, this is some toxic stuff right here. David said to Michal, it was before Yahweh who chose me above your father and above all his house to appoint me prince over the people of Yahweh, over Israel. <sighs> Therefore, Uh-oh. I will play before Yahweh. <laughs> oof, yeah, he's got to bring up the whole dad thing with her. That's Whoa. Rough. I will be yet more vile than this and will be base in my own sight. But of the handmaids of whom you have spoken, they shall honor me. Michal, the daughter of Saul, had no child to the day of her death. Gosh. What? Because she was like, I don't like what you're doing, man. Basically. Yes. And all David's like (laughs) attitude here. And that's the end of the chapter. I know. Wow, that's very sad. Well, they that's interesting. So in, love. in the thing that I read today, yeah, it was talking about the fact that like Saul is further kind of bad. Like his line doesn't get an additional person in it because Michal doesn't oh. have a son or doesn't have a a person. That yeah, makes sense, an offspring. Actually. Yeah, exactly. So Saul is like further humiliated in the eyes of God in some way. Yeah, that that makes more sense actually. That that he, okay, that it's like further cutting off Saul from this whole thing, which is ironic yeah. since it felt like politically David wanting Michal back. We theorized was because he wanted to show more of like a lineage from Saul. Well, but, and maybe it was, but then, yeah, but then now later, that Saul's gone, it's mm-hmm. like whatever. And yeah, they they were together, then they weren't, then now they are, but. I guess. But not on good terms. No. But they're not on good terms. Yeah. Real, real toxic relationship here. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Well, he has like 75 other wives to. Yeah. He doesn't whatever. have to necessarily prioritize this one. Oh, no. someone Sadly. in the chat, Annalisa says, I thought he just didn't sleep with her. Uh, I mean, that is another explanation maybe, for why I she mean, doesn't yeah. have kids. <laughs> they're just That's like, true. Maybe no. they're like, fine. I'm, I'm kind of disowning you as wife, essentially. Yeah. yeah. In all but name. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right, well, we're moving on to the last chapter for today, which is chapter 7. It happened when the king lived in his house and Yahweh had given him rest from all his enemies round about that the king said to Nathan the prophet, oh, his son Nathan is a prophet, apparently? Nathan the prophet. Or do you think it's a different Nathan? Mm, I don't know. I figured it was uh, his son. Yeah, it might be. Might be. Yeah, I don't know. The king said to Nathan the prophet, See now, I dwell in a house of cedar, but the ark of God dwells within curtains. <laughs> Na- I don't know. What? Nathan's. Yeah, I no idea. Nathan said to the king, Go, do all that it is in your heart, for Yahweh is with you. So does he want that ark, though? It's okay. Hang on. He said, I live in a house of cedar cedar and yahweh lives but the ark of god dwells within curtains well there's the curtains in the 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 temple you know that there's that very special goat hair curtain that needs to yeah but what is he getting at here i I, see yeah i I read it differently dedeker i thought he's getting at the fact that like 
I'm here in a house made of wood and Yahweh is still in a tent. Like, shouldn't we make oh, a cool... We got to make a cool house. <gasps> is it house? the first church? I don't I know if they call mean, it a church. temple would be the word. Not the oh, first sorry, temple. Oh, sorry, you're right. Oh, uh, yeah. But so we've, had, right. we've had temples before. But it's like, yeah, he wants to build a better house like for the Like an established ark. official one. Yeah. For the mm. ark. I hope the they use okay. some, like, lead in the walls around the ark to try yeah, to... I should hope so. Yeah. I should mm. hope so, yes. Yeah. I uh, Okay. Nathan said to the king, go, do all that is in your heart for Yahweh is with you. It happened the same night that the world, the word, not the world, the word of Yahweh came to Nathan saying, go and tell my servant David, thus says Yahweh, shall you build me a house for me to dwell in? For I have not lived in a house since the day that I brought up the children of Israel out of Egypt, even to this day, but have walked in a tent and in a tent. <laughs> Holy cow. Can you help? Wow. Can you help us out with that one? Was that a that was a full sentence? It was like in a tent and in a tent, period. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You look at it if you don't agree, if you don't believe me. I mean <laughs> Like, okay, the message is much less, like, less interesting than what you just read, which is wonderful. Uh, it just says um, that Nathan said to say to David that Yahweh says, you're going to build a house for me to live in? Why, I haven't lived in a house from the time I brought the children of Israel up from Egypt till now. All that time I've moved about with nothing but a tent. And, and in a tent. <laughs> yep. All right. In all places in which I have walked with all the children of Israel, spoke I a word with any of the tribes of Israel, whom I commanded to be shepherded of my people Israel, saying, Why have you not built me a house of cedar? So now he's mad. I, I get I feel like I get the sense that Yahweh was fine with the tent. Yeah. 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 He was okay, but then as soon as as soon as rumors started milling about about him actually having a house, now he's like, Yeah, wow, a house. Gosh. Yeah, I haven't been in a house in a long time. Hey, why why didn't you build me a house early? Hey, I deserved a house a long time ago. What and now he's mad about it. I no, see, I read that totally opposite. I read it the opposite where Yahweh is saying, You I don't need your stinking house. Want to build me a house? Like, ever since then, really? I've lived in a tent. In all the years I've been doing this, have I ever asked for a house? Oh, okay. Like, right, d- if okay. I wanted a house, I would have commanded you to make me a freaking house. I don't, that's how I read it. <laughs> that's true. That's a good point. As, as, yeah, uh, they don't want to be doing things that he doesn't want them to do because, you know, mm-hmm. bad things may happen. Yeah. I mean, someone in the chat pointed out this like radioactive and or electromagnetic power weapon being in a wooden house doesn't sound like the best idea. <laughs> so no. Yeah. It's true. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Uh, where was I now? Therefore, thus shall you tell my servant, David, thus says Yahweh of hosts. I took you from the sheep pen and following the sheep that you should be prince over my people over Israel. And I have been with you wherever you went and have cut off all your enemies from before you. And I will make you a great name, like the name of great ones who are in the earth. 
like the dead people, like Abraham and Jacob and stuff. Mm, oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Jacob. Exactly. Jacob. Okay. I will appoint. <laughs> I will appoint a place for my people, Israel, and will plant them. That they may dwell in their own place and be moved no more. Neither shall the children of wickedness afflict them any more as at the first. And as from the day that I commanded judges to be over my people Israel, and I will cause you to rest from all your enemies. Can you like summarize this? I mean, it sounds, it sounds, yeah, it sounds good. It sounds like he's like, yeah, you're not going to wander anymore. We're not going to need to do this weird judges thing anymore. I'm going to protect you from your enemies. Moreover, Yahweh tells you that Yahweh will make you a house. When your days are fulfilled, <laughs> Yahweh's like, you don't make me a house. I make you a house. It's like Compared in Soviet like, Russia. <laughs> house makes Yahweh you. Makes, yeah. yeah, house makes you. Exactly. <laughs> when your days are fulfilled and you shall sleep with your fathers, I will set up your seed after you, who shall proceed out of your bowels, and I will establish oh, his kingdom. Uh, Oh, okay. All right. Yahweh is just really going off the rails here. What is happening out of your bowels? That's not where your seed normally comes from. No, I don't think that's where kids come from. No. Maybe wrong. (sighs) But, uh, nah. Okay, okay. Maybe, maybe, so maybe Yahweh isn't speaking with literal words through Nathan the prophet. Because this is Nathan who's relaying all of this from Yahweh to David. I see, I see. So Nathan's like, I don't know, he said something about seeds and i think he said bowels but it could be anything i'm assuming nathan's the one who doesn't know how babies are made <laughs> he's like oh, no. you know the babies that you you poop out like that's uh... oh does the message say anything different oh sure of course it does um it says when your life is complete and you're buried with your ancestors then i'll raise up your child your own flesh and blood to succeed you and i'll firmly establish his rule there's nothing about bowels. No, nothing about bowels. Sadly. I think that your own flesh and blood, I think, What's is the part on? that Nathan translated as bowels. Good, good. Yeah. Okay. Good. Or at least the this version of the Bible translated as bowels. So he shall build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I will be his father, and he shall be my son. If he commit iniquity, I will chasten him with the rod of men and with the stripes of the children of men. But my loving kindness shall not depart from him, as I took it from Saul, whom I put away before you. Okay. Just Dedeker and I, I stopped listening after the rod of men. I know, uh, me too. <laughs> well... And the okay. stripes of the children of men. <laughs> yeah. That's, gosh. Okay. What does the message say? What does the message say? Tell us. Uh, well, this, it's really not very interesting. That's the thing. I think what oh. Emily's reading is so much better. So it much just better. It says, uh, when he does wrong, I'll discipline him in the usual ways. The pitfalls and obstacles of this mortal life. But... Uh. Yeah, but I'll never remove my gracious love from him as I removed it from Saul, who preceded mm. you, and whom I most certainly did remove. <laughs> I say, In case there was any okay. question. That was me. I did. Yeah, that. I got him out of here. So your house as far as the, in, as, oh yes. As far as the yes. house goes, though, it seems like he's like, No, 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 David, you are not gonna build me a house, but your kid 
I'll let him build me a house. <laughs> right? Because he said that, like, he'll build me a house. So I do think this is still oh. part of this message of like, no, no, David, no, no. Meaning Nathan will? No, no. Nathan is not David's. Well, well he might be, but is not it, that Are you sure? I don't think. I put it in our bonus content. We can look it up. I'm pretty sure this is a different Nathan. Probably a different Nathan, yeah. It's a random, like, I'm surprised that they use the same name within, like, two different. Spoiler alert, he is referring to Solomon building the, the, the house the house for, for yahweh, yahweh. <laughs> we're gonna get there later <laughs> solomon builds a house for yahweh wait and does he become king yes king solomon mm-hmm. cool L- look it up of, D- don't of, actually don't look it up it's don't, yeah, don't. That's spoilers king <laughs> okay. solomon's a big okay. deal we'll get there okay he's is he a bigger deal than david they're both pretty big deals okay yeah Okay. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to, we're going to do this. <laughs> your house and your kingdom shall be made sure forever before you. Uh, your throne shall be established forever. According to all these words and according to all this vision, so did Nathan speak to David. Then David the king went in and sat before Yahweh and he said, Who am I, Lord Yahweh? And what is my house that you have brought me thus far? This was yet a small thing in your eyes, Lord Yahweh, but you have spoken also of your servant's house for a great while to come, and this too after the manner of men, Lord Yahweh. What can... Oh, yes? (laughs) No, keep going. I'm trying to piece this together here. What can David say more to you? For you know your servant, Lord Yahweh. For your word's sake and according to your own heart, have you worked all this greatness to make your servant know it? Therefore you are great, Yahweh God, for there is none like you, neither is there any God besides you, according to all that we have heard with our ears. (laughs) All right, is he just like talking (laughs) up God or something? Yeah, I think he's he's praising, he's having a moment. Cool. Is the, is he saying this though? Because he's realized that he's screwed up. <laughs> that Yahweh's like, you don't build me a house unless I tell you to build me a house. And then he's like, oh Yahweh, you're so cool, and like I'm just the honored best. to be here. Like, really, it's great. Maybe that's what's happening. Yeah. What one nation in the earth is like your people, even like Israel, whom God went to redeem to himself for a people and to make him a name and to do great things for you and awesome things for your land before your people whom you did redeem to you out of Egypt from the nations and their gods? You did establish to yourself your people Israel to be people to you forever, and you, Yahweh, became their God. Now, Yahweh God... The word that you have spoken concerning your servant and concerning his house, confirm you it forever and do as you have spoken. Let your name be magnified forever, saying, Yahweh of hosts is God over Israel, and the house of your servant David shall be established before you. For you, Yahweh of hosts, the God of Israel, have revealed to your servant, saying, I will build you a house. Therefore, as your servant found in his heart to pray this prayer to you, now, oh like Lord Yahweh, like buttering up and just sort seriously, of like, okay. goodness. 
Okay, here, we're almost done. Now, O Lord Yahweh, you are God, and your words are truth, and you have promised this good thing to your servant. Now, therefore, let it please you to bless this house of your servant, that it may continue forever before you. For you, Lord Yahweh, have spoken it, and with your blessing, let the house of your servant be blessed forever. Wow. Gosh. That's it. That's it. Wow. Okay. I want to read you... A little bit of this version in the message here. It's hard to choose because that went on for so long. Um, <laughs> it really did. Like, wow. And yeah, and God doesn't say anything. He's just like sits there and he's like, okay, keep going. Right. Yeah. Like God sent his message through Nathan. And then and then David shows up to the temple to then pray his prayer. to Say a little prayer for me. Uh, exactly. So my favorite thing about this in the message is that he translates what David calls God as Master God. Whoa. And Whoa. I, wow. can't, I can't decide if I want that to be like Alfred saying Master Wayne, like Master God, or if I Master want it God. to be more of like a, a, a Quasimodo sort of like Master God, <laughs> like kind of a creepier thing. Goodness. Um. So he says uh, things like, you know me, Master God, just as I am. You've done all this not because of who I am, but because of who you are, out of your very heart, but you've let me in on it. This is what makes you so great, Master God. There is none like you, no God but you, nothing to compare with what we've heard with our own ears. And who is like your people? Like Israel, a nation unique in the earth, whom God set out to redeem for himself, and became most famous for it, in parentheses. <laughs> and became performing, most famous for it. <laughs> performing great and fearsome acts, throwing out nations and their gods left and right as you saved wow. your people from Egypt. You established for yourself a people, your very own Israel, your people permanently, and you, God, became their God. And then I want to skip ahead a little bit to the end where it's clear what David's motivation is, I think. And now, Master God, being <laughs> the God you are, speaking sure words as you do, and having just said this wonderful thing to me, please, just one more thing. Bless my family. Keep your eye on them always. You've already oh. said as much. Uh, you, you've already as much as said that you would, Master God. Oh, may your blessing be on my family permanently. He's like, I just want to clarify, you did say <laughs> my family will be the just rulers permanent. I know like, like, we, we haven't talked about this in a little bit, so I just wanted to confirm, you know, that like this is still in effect. I say, you know, I mean, we can talk about it if anything's changed, of course, but I just wanted, you know, just wanted to check. Right. Exactly. Therefore, let exactly. it please you to bless the house of your servant. Okay. That's what mm-hmm. the, that says in my version. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> in the W.E.B. Version. What a piece of work. What a piece of work David is. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I don't know. He's not as like righteous and lovely as he once was. That young boy mm-hmm. with a sling. He's gone. You know, killing giants in the sky. Yeah. No longer Bringing cheeses. Playing yeah. harps. Loving Jonathan. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like they say. We the the story here is that. Not everything's what you think. Giants can be good. And you're right. Uh, kings can be bad. Witches can uh, be right. right. Which yeah. is 
Which I guess yeah, yeah. we did have a witch come in and, and talk to Samuel. So yeah. She was right. She was right. I guess also to reflect kind of more modern day philosophy that, you know, the very act of being in a position of power mm. or political office, unfortunately, can turn even a good person a little bit crooked, as it were. Yeah. Yes. And yet somehow that's not the message that the story of King David or King Saul is ever used to teach, at least not in my experience. Uh, it's more like yeah. Saul's bad, David's good. And then the oh, here's some stories about David being a little weird, but he's still the good guy. Cause yeah. you know, then his son, yeah, we'll get there. like, yeah, David's not perfect. He's, David's not perfect. None of us are perfect. We all sin. Even David sinned, but ultimately it was still okay for him. Right. You know, is kind of the message attached to that story. Yeah. Mm. Instead of, I think, a more interesting message being what we were just saying. Like, yeah, it seems like we saw Saul take this journey from seeming like a good guy to being sort of sinister and a little bit, you know, a little bit mad, a little bit of a mad king. And I do like, yeah. as a couple of people have pointed out in the chat, that losing Jonathan, maybe that's the turning point. Oh. You know, his heart's broken. Yeah. That makes Maybe sense. Maybe Jonathan kept him grounded. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah, that makes sense too. Gosh, what a ride that was today. With Thank you all who joined us. We do have someone to toast today. We have a Ooh. new Patreon subscriber. So we are going to toast to Sarah M. Sarah M., thank you so much for joining us on this journey. Thank you for becoming one of our parishioners. And, uh, oh, whoa. And you get Jace, I swear. <laughs> Here, let me just, that meant to fade in quietly. Please. Oh, you get your own. <laughs> Sarah M., you get your you own. You get so much fanfare. It. Goodness. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, cheers to you. Cheers, cheers. to Sarah M. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, and for Clinky. those of you who are listening, if you also want to toast on the show, you have to go check out patreon.com slash drunk Bible study. Thank you for joining us for Bible study today. If you want even more drunk Bible study, including ad-free episodes, early releases, personal toasts on the show, and more, become one of our patrons at patreon.com slash drunk Bible study. If you enjoy the show, take a moment to subscribe and then write us a nice review on iTunes or Stitcher, letting other people know what you like about it. You can also join fellow listeners in the Drunk Bible Study Fans and Fellowship Facebook group. Find us on Twitter at Drunk Biblecast, on Instagram at Drunk Bible Study, or send us an email to info at drunkbiblestudy.com. Drunk Bible Study is created and produced by Jace Lindgren, Emily Matlock, and me, Dedeker Winston. Our theme song is Book Club by Josh and Anand from their album Home of the The The. For more information, visit us at drunkbiblestudy.com. Exactly.